0: Hello, welcome to the Fantastic Grotto. My name is Rudy. Joining me is my lovely co-host Tasha. Welcome to our Cave of Wonders as we discuss movies, television, thingamabobs, and all things fantastic. Tasha, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Give me five margaritas. I'm
1: singing <laughs> <in there. laughs> Oh, that song is so ridiculous, and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, she's on Spotify now. If you want to blast it in your car, so good for her.
1: (laughs) I there's a um a video of her because you know her name. Her name is Angel, Mm -hmm. um, with her husband this mm-hmm. it's a video of her husband watching everybody else do karaoke. And he's standing there looking annoyed. And <laughs> then it's her doing karaoke to her own song. And it's oh him dancing gosh. super hard. Oh,
0: man.
1: She was like, my husband, ride for me. I was like, mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> this is so yeah.
0: cute. <laughs> Honestly, ride the train as long as you can. You know, make as much money as you can. So she's got a hit on her hands. Good for her. She's hilarious. She's so yeah. funny. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it's been How's Your Week?
0: Ah, oh, it's been hectic, and I, I've been under the weather, but I'm—I feel like I'm at the very end of it. I hope. I hope oh, God please. So, I'm hoping the start of this new week is going to be even better. So, but so far so good. I finally found a new car. Finally, yes. yeah. So now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Thank God. <laughs> so yeah. Now, if I could just get out of jury duty, that would be great. But we'll talk you know, about that next time. You're uh, not getting out of jury duty. <laughs> not out of natural reminder
1: <laughs> it's fine though you know we all have to do it sometime
0: yeah true
1: uh, my week has been I just got back from traveling
0: ooh how'd that go
1: I got on a plane and I got off a plane that's pretty much all I did <laughs> <laughs> it was not the most fun in the world uh I didn't get to Aww. do anything I wanted to do I was quite miserable uh because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do but I, Why? I, it happens every time I go uh, visit family. I don't get to do what I want to do. I get to do what Aww. they want me to do. But I'm glad to be back home super stressed because I'm in the middle of this move. Um trying to sell my couch, trying to sell it's just so many things I'm trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And thing it's just who knew it would be this hard to sell uh quality stuff but (laughs) it's fine it'll all be done and taken care of or i'll just be giving stuff away on the street is what it is because it ain't coming with me
0: i (laughs) hate moving it's so stressful it really is yeah i loved it
1: top five worst adult things that you could do and it might be above planning a funeral because i've done both
0: oh okay i've
1: moved and i've planned a funeral and i don't know the funeral might have been a little bit easier than moving Oh Lord, (laughs) just so y'all know but yeah so that was my week that was your week oh and i don't i don't know if any of you listeners care but we skipped last week because of the holiday i did have an episode in mind but i felt like I'm not sure if anybody was listening because our Tuesday shows, our shows come out on Tuesday and the 4th of July was on Tuesday and we were like, well, we'll just skip it. But we're back.
0: We're back. We missed you.
1: Yeah. So the three of you that listen, we're so glad to talk to all three of you again.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It's the power of three, just like Charm. Thank exactly. you, guys. The power of
1: three will set us
0: You're free. free. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, all right. So with that being said, we recapped our weeks. Uh, let's, Let's get into it.
0: Today on Fantastic News, these are the stories that recently caught our attention. There seems to be an ongoing pattern at the movies, in particular with the box office. We here at the Fantastic Grotto recently did an episode on big movie releases that we're excited for this summer, Sadly, some of these big releases have not been doing so well. Mm. Movies such as The Little Mermaid, Transformers, Elemental, The Flash, and even now with Indiana Jones, aren't getting back the money they invested. We think we know why, possibly. Tasha,
1: Penny for your thoughts? Well, I feel like the answer is different for each movie. I agree. But I know why The Flash isn't doing well. Oh, yeah. I think we all know why. (laughs) Uh, Indiana Jones. I'm not sure if people... I love Indiana Jones. I don't know if there's a new audience for Indiana Jones. Uh, We know what's wrong with uh, The Little Mermaid by other people's standards, even though that Mm. was a great movie. And I still haven't seen Elementals yet. Mm. But I feel... mm, I'm like, we can't say people aren't going to the movies because look at Spider Man. People
0: yeah. are going that across money across the universe has been doing really really well with all these releases. So I'm happy about that. Go for good for you, Miles. Good for you. Yeah. The thing. Oh, so I was actually talking about this with Courtney earlier. Hi, Courtney. <laughs> but um, I think you know what we're being well fed as fans this particular summer summer i am not complaining i'm glad we're getting all these different options it's just that if you don't have those movie subscriptions where it's more affordable for you i think that if you have like a family or if you have some pretty big bills or a lot of bills to pay you can't constantly going that be going out to the movies it's ticket prices are more expensive these days and it's different per theater, I want to say. Uh, for example, at my movie theater, sometimes it's $14, sometimes 15 or 16 depending oh, yeah. on the date. Yeah. Uh, and I pay like $25, about $25, $21 bucks a, per month. And boom, that's it. I can watch anything for free as much as I want. So I love it. But, you know, it's summertime. I'll, the, the cost of inflation is crazy right now. Gas prices are crazy, at least here in Crazy Cali. But you know, families can't really afford to be going to the movie theaters every weekend or even twice every weekend either. So, again, you have ticket prices, inflation, families, and you're right about how each movie had something working against it. Let's call them, let's start with The Little Mermaid, and let's racism. call it what it yeah, racism. <laughs> there was a racist hate campaign working towards it, unfortunately. And mm. for those of you listening that don't know, in certain countries, they only gave it a bad review just because of Halle Bailey. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, That is literally it. And they didn't even give this movie a chance. And here's the thing, uh, Tasha, the movie has now reached up to $500 million, and I'm like, wait a second, it did? So it quietly has been getting more money, so I'm glad. It's just... it's. I feel like it could have made more, though.
1: I do feel like it could have made more. It's just unfortunate, like we're saying about the... You know, just basically the anti-blackness that goes on in other countries—it's so heavy. And yeah. I also feel like this summer, to your point, it's a lot of movies coming out, mm-hmm. so people can't keep going back and forth. So they have to pick and choose. And The Little Mermaid did well. It's—it's. I do think it's gonna have a, a solid resurgence once it comes on Disney Plus. It's gonna—it's gonna do good the way um, Encanto did because the console wasn't killing it at the
0: box office either either yeah funny how that all works out but i'm glad it finds its audience soon and we'll see how it goes i think it's really unfortunate with little mermaid and listen you guys we are Ariel stands and we will defend Haley bailey till the day we die okay yep. so mm-hmm. it's just really unfortunate because it's like you so you wouldn't give this a chance in the theaters and have that experience and on the big screen but you'll give it a chance on on streaming like that's kind of not cool that's not fair to me at least Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, when you go to the movies, you have zero distractions. I will hopefully, but because at home, you have like the fridge and people like in the back making noise, your phone. So that's why for me, I love going to the movies. I love escaping. I love not being on my phone. You have my full attention versus at home, I'm always stopping for whatever reason. So again, I just think that this movie in particular had a chance, a really good chance. And unfortunately, because of racism, it just did not do well and here's the thing too you can say what you want about other casting choices you could say what you want about the effects you could say what you want about certain changes i'm not going to stop you there but i have yet to hear one single person say anything bad about hallie's performance she was amazing yeah the people that went to go see it yeah she was ariel she brought her to life i have yet to hear one single person say anything negative about and if performing. they do,
1: it's not correct. It, it sounds like they were pulling at strings. They weren't mm-hmm. saying it. It was like, you just pulled that out of your ass. She mm-hmm. did, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to do well. I, I think it's going to be a quiet sleeper. It's going to make money. It's just going to get it, like we said, on streaming. As far as the other movies that aren't doing well, I don't know what they thought Indiana Jones was going to do in the theater. I didn't expect it to be a smash like the original Indiana Jones <laughs> because i don't know it's just it doesn't hit with audiences like it used to mm-hmm. and and after that fourth one that was it was trash
0: but Yeah, <laughs>
1: i haven't seen it yet again because i was away and between this move and stuff i'm just so behind on all of my movies mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to spend like three days just back to back in the movie theater but did you you saw it right i sure did and did you like it
0: I really liked it. I have a few issues with it, but I'll I'll be honest. I did not like the ending at all. I (laughs) know my dad did. He liked it, but I think it's because, you know, he's been there since the very beginning. He remembers when these movies came out. And a fun fact, that's actually where my love of film comes from is because of him. So, it's funny at the age of five i was watching terminator 2 mm-hmm. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: he's <too's> so good
0: <laughs> I know, he did the right thing that's good parenting okay. if you ask me but anyways <laughs> so i did like it i love the action the adventure it w- this movie was really long and i was like Ugh. <laughs> it's still going so uh I did not like the third act at all. If anything, I was like, really? This is what we're doing for the mm-hmm. big finale? Yeah, so, and actually, the the ending is actually dividing fans. So this movie is kind of, it's splitting the fandom. You have people that said, you know, they loved it, and then you have fans that said that they hated it, the, like, the entire film. So this movie is dividing fans. I, I'm being honest here. I don't just want to be here and be like, oh, no, like, people are crazy. This movie was great. No, no, no. I'm willing to admit what was wrong with it, uh (laughs) I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge in this film I know a lot of people did not could not stand her in this film yeah
1: because I love her
0: yeah I know you do so that's why I wanted to bring her up because I was like well she I love how witty she was but I understand why people felt that she wasn't a good character so I could see why I have yet to hear anyone say like oh this is forced feminism no I don't think it has anything to do with that I just think maybe because She's kind of a bit of an asshole, technically, but because she plays her in a, like, cheeky, witty way, maybe that's why I personally don't see it that way. Again, I love witty characters. I thought she played the character really well. Uh, Mass Mikkelsen, great villain. Uh, He has, like, the best cheekbones, in my opinion, in all of cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Uh but on, I did have fun with this. It was a good adventure. It made me want to go to Disneyland and check out the ride again. Uh but oh, did I think one this of my was my favorite rides. Ugh. Oh, is it? Oh, I don't yeah. know.
1: Um,
0: I completely forgot that at the Florida Parks, you guys only have a show, but not a ride for Indiana Jones. Ugh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about it. I love um, the
1: show. The show's not bad, but it's just <laughs> it makes me sad because the ride is so good. And I don't know, fans are split about whether or not it's better than Dinosaur. I mean, I am team Indiana Jones. But a lot of people <laughs> like Dinosaur better. So, whatever. That's a little theme park something, something for you guys. Um,
0: I also want to bring this up, too, because Barbie and Oppenheimer come out later this week. So I'm seeing, you know, these posts being like, oh, who's gonna be number one at the box office? And I'm like, I don't know, man, the box office hasn't been looking too good for the last two months. <laughs> so you can go on and do your little, you know, prayers or for the, mo- the box office all you want. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do so well. Do I think they'll flop?
1: No, I
0: don't know don't yet. I, don't I
1: know. Yet. know. Whoa. I'm going to put a guess in, and you put a guess in, and we'll see. But who do you think will be number one between Barbie and Oppenheimer?
0: Uh, I've been thinking about this, man. So I'm uh, – I know there's a lot, a lot of hype for Barbie, but Christopher Nolan fans are loyal, so that's why this is so tricky. Um. Uh, I want to say maybe Oppenheimer. Mm. Yeah, but here's the thing. Tasha, I wanted to bring this up, so I'm glad we're talking about this. We have had now, as of today, three premieres for Barbie. I have yet to hear a single review because you know how sometimes they're like, Barbie is two thumbs up or whatever. I have yet to hear anything, and I'm like, huh, oh, why is the studio not releasing reviews? What's going on here? Like,
1: I think they have people um, telling them that they can't talk about it yet.
0: Because I remember when The Little Mermaid came out two weeks before it was, uh, I know it, pre- it had premiere, but before it was premiere, like, uh, um, released to the world two weeks prior. Reviews were coming out saying like, oh, Halle Bailey's amazing and Ursula and it's so much fun and all these things. And you're like, OK, cool. You know, there's hype. Barbie, I have yet to hear a, a single peep about this movie from the three re- premieres we've had so far. And I'm like, mm, this they, got,
1: they got everybody like locked down. They can't say anything. And uh-huh. I think that, well, one, I think Barbie's going to be number one because <laughs> I um kind of like what I said about the Super Mario movie, anything that can appeal to a number of different generations is going to bring in more money than something that's just for adults. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. That's why that's my prediction. And I think that the reason why, let's say like Little Mermaid or The Flash had all of those um, YouTube reviewers and everyone writing reviews about it or saying how good it was was to build hype, Barbie doesn't need it without any of that it's she's still a brand out of the hype.
0: she's a brand she's been a brand for many many years now
1: and the trailers are good and the press run has been has been great and margot robbie has been killing it on the red carpet with her nods to barbie and her nods to 90s fashion and her nods to the iconic supermodels so i think that they they feel confident in their film and in their trailers that they don't need to push it so much in a way of trying to hype it, the way the other films had, like, flat, they had to release stuff from The Flash because so many people were like, Um, you, you scrapped everything else and you kept this, so you need to tell us why you kept this,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. So. And with The Flash, because let's <laughs> let's let, let, let's call a spade a spade, Ezra Miller was the number one reason why mm-hmm. people did not go see this. Let's call it what it is, mm-hmm. it's the truth, it, it <laughs> is what it is, unfortunately uh and on top of that fans dc fans know that this is being scratched so it's like well where is this gonna go why bother watching it that's how a lot of fans feel and that's part of the one of the reasons too besides ezra why i didn't want to go see it but then when they said um not bruce wayne but what's his name michael keane was was like oh damn it he's my favorite batman now i kind of want to go see this so yeah so there's that but let me ask you this back to barbie really quick So we see this in the trailer. We see clearly that she and Ken leave their world to come to our world. Let me ask you this. Do you think that maybe that might end up being a mistake? Possibly. Obviously, we haven't seen the movie yet. So we don't know if it's good or bad or a mistake or not. But do you think that might just actually be a bad idea? Not maybe maybe they should have kept them in their world instead. Absolutely not. I think
1: it's perfect. Oh, OK. It's a satirical, a satirical look. At Barbie. It's not it's not taking Barbie seriously. So Barbie's funny because of the ridiculousness of this doll being able to do everything and being happy all the time. And she she's a Malibu Barbie. She's a Dr. Barbie. She's you know what I mean? All of these different uh-huh. things. And to bring her, Barbie's is so great, dolls are so great, to bring her into the real world where everything kind of sucks it's a fun to see those next to each other it's Mm -hmm. really nice it's kind of like what they did with the starsky and hutch movies where they brought those up to date it it wouldn't make sense to take it so seriously because we would have to suspend our imagination in a way that i don't think most of us would enjoy i really like making her come to our world it's just fun
0: it's a fish out of water story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Surprising enough. I, I'm curious to see how it's going to go. It, again, the trailers have been funny so far. So I think it it's going to do well at least. And Margot Robbie, she she can do no wrong, no wrong in my eyes. I think she's great. Uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, now I remember. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to a little Disney Channel filmed called, I, th- I think it was called Life
1: Size. Yeah. Tyra
0: Banks and Lindsay Lohan. They did it yeah. first, people. Let's not forget
1: yeah yeah barbie may have been
0: around longer but tyra banks did it first in the movie department (laughs) yeah that was a good one i thought about maybe watching that before watching barbie but then i thought no because then you're going to compare so why don't you watch that after i haven't seen that movie in years but once i watch barbie then i'm going to go back to life size and then you know because again i feel like i'm going to start comparing if i do that and i don't want to do that i want to give barbie a fair chance and go in fresh-minded and you know, have a good time. That's the way it should be.
1: I think it's going to be amazing. I really do think, I think Barbie is going to be one of those movies in this jam-packed summer of movies, which is kind of like the point of what we initially started talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it's one that's going to do really well and be able to beat out the competition the same way Spider-Verse did. I don't feel like Super Mario Brothers beat out the competition the, just because it was in the theater way longer when no one else was out. Uh-huh. So yes, it did do, create, like, really great numbers but nobody else was out it was no competition it's like when you like go if you're racing and there's no one else racing with you yeah you're gonna win because you, <laughs> nobody else there uh-huh. um, that's not me negating the movie that's not me saying the movie wasn't good that's not me saying that it didn't do numbers because it did ran these numbers crazy but it was out longer without any competition I think Barbie's going to do well with the competition. I think Oppenheimer's going to come in number two. I don't mind being wrong because both of them are, are movies that I think are good, going to be good to see. Uh-huh. So, But to your point, it's too many movies coming out. Families can't afford it. Uh, and it just feels like a general and overload. <laughs> That's basically what we started talking about. We've been on a yeah. tangent for like 15 minutes now, so we're sorry, guys. But <laughs> we're overloaded with movies. I'm not going to complain because... I felt like there was nothing in the movie theater last summer. I also wasn't going that much just because I didn't want to be around people.
0: Um, And Tasha, you know what? I think I told you this maybe on a phone call. I almost canceled my movie subscription for the theaters uh, a few months ago, honestly, because like you said, there wasn't really anything, not only last summer, but I feel like last year was kind of dry.
1: 'Cause everything that came out this year was pushed from last year and That's I understand. True. Lockdown really pushed, pushed down it.
0: everything. Not pushed down, but pushed
1: back. Yeah, I understand why yeah. they push things, but now it's like we it feels like too much. That's all I'm saying. And to your point about Barbie, because it just decides to just look real quick. I don't see any YouTubers, the ones, especially the ones that we like to watch that do like early trailer reactions, mm-hmm. doing Barbie. I think it's because the movie is so good.
0: I really hope so because if it's bad, it's like, oh no. So, fingers so crossed, sad. I know, fingers crossed, come on. Because so I, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll always have life size, I guess, but still. <laughs> no, so again, I it's like we'll always have on our size. social media. We posted a picture, it was like a fan art of like, uh, what's the name of the guy from Oppenheimer, the lead? Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, I don't remember his name, but oh, but the lead of Oppenheimer, a uh, handshaking, uh, Barbie because they're both wearing their hats, so it's like, all right, let's see who's gonna be number one at the box office. So Cillian like,
1: Murphy.
0: Cillian Murphy, thank you. Yeah, Cillian Murphy at Barbie, shaking hands at like a studio lot or something like that. That's what it looked uh... like. So we shall see. We shall see.
1: It would be good. Mm-hmm. It will be. it's two totally different movies, so you know, but. <laughs> We can move on. We've talked a lot.
0: (laughs) Sorry guys.
1: And sorry guys. And you know, you guys can let us know how you feel about the large amount of movies that are in the movie theater. Are you overwhelmed? Let us know. Send us a message. Maybe that'll be the question, because there's a question every episode and people do answer the question. So you know, come in, let us know, we'll have a conversation in the episode about remakes. Our friend Adriana from Bippity Boppity Broke said her favorite remake is Beauty and the Beast. Cynthia made a comment, I believe, about Wonder Woman and how much she loved Wonder Woman on one of our episodes. So, I appreciate y'all for listening, appreciate you guys for starting a conversation. So, let's keep the conversation going and let us know about this fantastic news story. Are you overwhelmed going to the movies? (laughs) Let us know all right <laughs> for
0: our second story hoof comic-con is running short this year due to the rider strike if you have not checked out our episode on the rider strike we highly suggest you do so tasha went in depth about what's currently going on with this strike but also what's happened with the last strike many years ago it's been reported that several studios will not be attending netflix disney universal studios marvel warner brothers hbo just to name a few On top of that, some studios were able to negotiate deals with directors, but not with the writers.
1: Yeah, Directors Guild, they signed their deal. Mm -hmm. uh, And it would have been nice solidarity for them to hold out because SAG, which is the actors, they haven't signed their deals. And they look like they're going to strike soon. And the writers are also currently striking So I understand why the studio is like, well, we don't have, you can't get anybody to really come to the cons or the big cons right now. So all the actors are like, "Mm, we're kind of beefing with y'all. So we won't (laughs) be there. And then there's not that much to announce because everything has stopped production
0: yep and everything has been delayed, pushed back by like a year or
1: more. and I
0: wonder if they were going to announce certain things, but maybe it's currently half baked,
1: yeah, I and I that.
0: wonder, yeah, and I wonder since because they haven't started filming or maybe they had just begun filming, maybe they don't even have enough to scrap a trailer together for an upcoming project. Um,
1: I, I but- also think to to what you're saying about them maybe like scrapping a project or not having enough. I think that. Things are on hold. A lot of things are going to then eventually just completely get scrapped. I don't think they want to announce things that may get scrapped in, in already a pretty toxic environment. Mm-hmm. But an interesting thing is there are a lot of smaller cons, not like Comic-Con, but really tiny ones that'll be local. And there are still celebs at that one. So there's one that's going to be near me um, in New York at Hofstra. And the guy who plays A-Train in The Boys, he's going to be there. He was also in the the Independence Day, the second one. He's, I mean, not a huge actor, but he's somebody that you would know. So I think they're just not doing the big cons that the studios go to. But the smaller ones that are pure fan-based, you'll find them there. If you're really looking to, you know, see somebody who you really want to see. And like some of the original Power Rangers are going to be at the one in Hofstra. Hofstra University is a college, by the way, for I feel like nobody knows that unless you're from here. Um, so <laughs> it's interesting that they're not at the big ones. But if you go to the, your small local ones, you'll probably see someone that you're interested in seeing.
0: And also, I just want to point this out because I've never been to Comic-Con, but I've seen videos and I'm like, oh, I want to go. But. Even though we're not gonna get the big studio panels, I'm pretty sure like there's still gonna be fun things to do and things to check out. I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of fans are still gonna go dress up, hang out. So you might not get to experience you know the studio panel celebrations like every year, but I still think that people can have fun without them. Me personally, again, I've never been, so what can what do I know? But I think you know whoever is going can still have fun doing so. Uh, I heard somewhere that maybe Marvel might have some kind of presence there even though they're not gonna have a full-on panel mm-hmm. but presence who knows maybe it might be merchandise selling I don't know they're always selling good merch I, you never know but honestly you guys guys listen, take this rider strike seriously if you're not paying attention and again check out that episode we did we go in depth about it. this is serious you guys cause listen, one of your favorite shows might end up getting canceled. You never know. Crap! Maybe maybe yes, crap! You never know. That's what happened last time. It might just happen again, especially now that certain products are being delayed by a year or more. And listen, for all of you Stranger Things fans, you're not getting that final season this year. You're probably not getting it next year. Okay, I'm telling which means you.
1: it's probably going to be a completely different story because they're growing and they're going to be bigger. And it's just yeah, it's interesting. and. The we I watch John Roca uh-huh. and Geek Buddies on YouTube. Love John Roca, love Geek Buddies, uh, love Michael Vogel. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. He follows me back. Hi, Michael. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he has no idea who I am, but he loves Little Mermaid the way we do. Anyway, they were talking about this, about there being less studios and less actors at Comic-Con, and they've actually been going for long enough that they're like, we remember when it wasn't huge studios there, and it was just a collection of people who enjoyed certain things together, and they said that was That was the heart of it and they enjoy that and they don't feel like they're going to miss out not having these panels because they can go back to the real, you know, the, the soul of, of Comic-Con, which is just, you know, a bunch of people who love something getting together to celebrate it.
0: Yeah. Would you ever go dressed up?
1: I, I mean, I do dapper days and stuff, so I feel like, yes, but I like to do the panels and I like to go and see people talk. I don't know how much of that I could do in a full cosplay.
0: Oh, right. Good point. <laughs> Some of so, these fans go all out. Like it's amazing yeah. what they come up with and it's like high tech and stuff. And it's like, whoa, you yes. did that. That's crazy.
1: Uh, time I will... was just this weekend, which is black comic-con kind of and it's uh i think it's in like dc or something like that oh okay Uh, uh, it's not that it's not that far from me and that had a lot of people there and, and it was a pretty decent success so there are smaller ones if you are craving that sort of a con experience it is sometimes better to go to the smaller ones less people if you get anxiety in crowds you know and then you'll see You'll just see the people that you want to see. Like You'll see original Power Rangers. You'll see people who do the voice acting for some of your favorite animes. I don't know. Comic-Con is huge, and it's a good time. I'm not knocking it in any way, but start with a smaller convention. You'll probably have just as much fun.
0: Yeah, and for me, if I were to go to Comic-Con, I I would go dressed up, maybe not as, like, advance with like the costuming probably something simple i do have my scoops ahoy steve stranger things costume i have that one and i have would you aladdin just do costume. like a bound about yeah well i could, i could but it's like well i have the costume so why not i also have aladdin that would be cool since i still have the long hair for now really? but yeah so i don't know <laughs> we'll see but... I mean,
1: I'd probably just Bound. I, I don't know if i do a full-on cosplay. i probably do a fun little Bound so that I could still be mobile and get around. i say that, but my Bounds end up being just complicated by mistake.
0: Like, well, the ones that I've seen so far from your account, they look great.
1: Yeah, they're a lot. Because the whole staff, there's a whole lot that goes with it. <laughs> it's
0: complicated?
1: Yeah. I really don't know how to chill out. So, mm. uh, But yeah, Comic-Con is is it's going to be interesting this year i want i want people to just have the, the sense of community because it's still there we don't need the studios for community mm-hmm. they need us we don't need them
0: exactly i think the people that are still going will have a good time regardless because again they're there for them so you know not yeah. for these big so i know some people are but still i think they're gonna have a good time and they shouldn't let you know, the the studios not doing deals with the writers get in their way. Well, then again, they should pay attention, too. So
1: pay the writers their money. Come on, let's go. Yeah, this is, you yeah, pay people their money. That's what we keep saying.
0: <laughs> and for our final story, calling all Star Wars fans, director James Mangold, who has given us movies such as Walk the Line, The Greatest Showman, and out now in theaters, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, is set to give us a prequel film about the birth of the Jedi and the origins of the Force. Tasha, what do we think?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm not enough of a Star Wars fan to care. Mm -hmm. I do like the filmmaker, and I do like the idea of a origin story. But Star Wars fans like to tussle too much. Like...
0: Y'all ain't every, like, they just wanna,
1: every time there's something new they're out there with Vaseline on their faces and like razor blades under their tongue ready to fight each other so I just <laughs> stay out of it y'all tussle and fight all y'all want to about new things about old things about what's canon about what's not canon and I'm just gonna sit here quietly and watch y'all kill each other basically because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the comments underneath when this was announced
0: chaos <laughs> chaos currently uh because i've been keeping an eye on this story and even indiana jones so apparently some fans are already upset with the director just because of this new film with indiana and it's like oh my gosh guys we haven't even seen a movie come on mm-hmm. it hasn't even been made like <laughs> we can't be upset come on Told you. I'll say this um, even though we don't know anything else about it I'm excited because I love the Jedi I love the force that's what I loved most about Star Wars not this thief type of storyline that's actually part of the reason why I didn't like Boba Fett because uh, I understand he has a huge fan base but for me I was like oh we're giving him a, a show of his own oh uh, okay I love the Mandalorian. I thought that's I think that's been doing really well for them. I this is so random. No more desert planets. I I'm <laughs> gonna, <laughs> No, we've seen it with the the sequel trilogy, we've seen it with the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, a little bit of Obi-Wan. Uh, yeah, no they did
1: yeah, they didn't do, like, how the original trilogy did, where they was like, oh, we're gonna have a desert movie, we're gonna have a winter movie, and we're gonna have a jungle movie. Yeah. I don't think they kept true to that in the, in any of the, the other
0: ones. Yeah, what I liked about the prequels is that we do get to see new places. I love Naboo. Oh, my god, mm, Yeah, nice. Much? They filmed some parts in Italy, and some parts apparently were CGI, and it's like, wait, what? Some of this is, is fake? No. But, uh, honestly take us to new places i want to see how the birth of the jedi began and the sith it's interesting to see how the dark side also came to be so i'm curious to see this i'm definitely going to take my dad to see this he loves star wars that's actually where it comes from too because um he had the vhs cassettes and that's how i saw the trilogy so
1: I think it's funny how you want to see the star of the Sith, but you didn't want to see the prequel for The Hunger Games. That's a different story. Though. That's a different story. That's different, though. You want to see how somebody became evil. Just saying, we want to know how Snow became evil.
0: <laughs> the trailer convinced me. <laughs> it
1: wasn't <it> over. <laughs> All I'm saying, I'm, I'm not team you know. no,
0: but I'm team prequel now. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All I'm saying. Uh-huh. I also think mm-hmm. that uh, a a a solid prequel might bring people back to be. Actually, you know what? Let me take it back. Nope. Star Wars fans just like to tussle. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Y'all just want to jump each other and it's fine.
0: I'm out of it. <laughs> I'm out of it. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this story for you guys. And that's all we have for today on Fantastic News. If you have anything fantastic that you would like for us to discuss, please send us a message on Instagram at the Fantastic Grotto. And for now, we're going to take a quick short break.
1: Welcome back. Thank you for staking with us during the break. I'm really excited about today's episode. Again, you probably already read it in the name, but I'm so jazzed. So, I'm going to ask Rudy a question because, you know, there's no one else here with me, so got to ask Rudy. (laughs) Um, Rudy. Tasha. Do you like Jurassic Park?
0: Yes. Why?
1: So, Jurassic Park literally changed the way movies were made mm-hmm. and you know why right yes well, go ahead, tell us why
0: because the movie was a huge blockbuster and steven spielberg just took this book this amazing book and turned it into this monster epic masterpiece and it's like chef's kiss the ride at the parks and the song went franchises and oh i can go on i can go on but i love this movie so damn much
1: no, that's not why it changed film what? history. <laughs> why? It changed it because it's the first time they use CGI to really make a full creature.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I know that for the Raptors, but I think
1: some of the other dinosaurs were CGI too, right? So the T-Rex was a CGI, the um some of the Raptors, but they also had like um like the when the Raptors were running that Was CGI and then they also had these huge animatronics. So I'm actually here today to talk about animatronics, kind of, sort of. Animatronics, we see them mostly where?
0: Like at theme parks. Theme parks. Okay, okay.
1: Okay. So I was watching movies that made us on Netflix. Love that show. Love it. It's so good. It goes deep dives into all the things that I love. And I was watching the one about Jurassic Park. And I kept thinking how Jurassic Park is a movie about a theme park. And then it became a ride in a theme park. Very, like, meta, right?
0: Yeah, very meta.
1: And as I'm watching, I was like, wow, I wonder how many random theme park associations I can make. That have to do with Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Let's hear it. So that's
1: what we're gonna do today. We're gonna make random theme park associations with one of the greatest movies of all time, Jurassic Park.
0: Now playing the theme song, I wish.
1: <laughs> so, first, like you said, it came from a book, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Crichton is his name. He wrote the book. The he actually started out as a screenplay. He started the idea in like 1981, changed it from a screenplay to a novel. Before the novel even hit shelves, um, people were opting for the rights. So he was able to sell it to Steven Spielberg. But we're making theme park associations, right? Yeah. McCryton wrote Westworld. He did? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh huh. For those of you who don't know, Westworld is a movie about a theme park where everything is real. It also had an HBO show.
0: Oh, I knew about the show but not about the movie.
1: Yeah, it was a movie first. Oh. I think it actually was a book and then it was a movie. Let's see. Let's see. Let's check it out. Uh, typical. I know it came from... Adapted from Westworld, the film. Yeah, no, it was just the film. Yes, okay, I was right the first time. So it was just the film, but it was a film about a interactive theme park, which was Jurassic Park, basically.
0: Yeah, <laughs> interactive
1: theme park. So it
0: really, really was <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> for
1: all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so he was already. Dipping his toes into theme park stuff. And you know we love theme parks here on the show. So I thought this would be fun.
0: Mm, okay, I'm ready.
1: Right. So now, another fun thing is that he stole the rights to Spielberg. He'd already went to Westworld. Michael Crichton was clearly, um, he was out here. You know what I mean? Writing stuff. He actually also wrote a, a show, no, a movie called Emergency. And when he was shopping it around, no one got it. No one picked it up. So it actually ended up being changed into a TV show called ER. With George Clooney? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so Michael Michael is, you know, he'll be working. So because he's been working, he was able to get his book, before it hit shelves, the right sold to Steven Spielberg, because he was like, he knew Steven Spielberg would do it right. Spielberg read the book, loved the book. He wanted the dinosaurs to be robots. Do you want to know why he wanted them to be robots?
0: Tell me why. Because, you know what, I'm convinced that, no, I'm going to say what I'm going to say for later, but tell me why.
1: Because of the King Kong animatronic at Universal Studios theme park! Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gone at our park now. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh, I missed that ride. Or mm-hmm. that part of the ride. Oh, so good. Yep. Yeah. And so he went to Stan Wilson Studios, Winston Studios, and asked them to create this creature. Because he was so impressed with how they did a different movie, which also ended up becoming a ride, Aliens. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. He was so impressed with how they did Aliens the movie, he wanted them to do his Jurassic Park movie. And Jurassic Park became a ride in a theme park, and Aliens became a ride in a theme park. I can loop it all back to theme
0: parks. Aliens was in the Florida park, right, at Disneyland?
1: Um, actually, it was the Great Movie Ride in Walt Disney World, but it's closed now. So,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. That I did not know. hmm mm-hmm. oh, Okay. Man, I kind of want to, want to go on that right now, if only they still had
1: it. <laughs> I'm curious now. So, they were doing the actual big animatronics. And Phil Tippett, he was going to do the stop motion for Jurassic Park for the wide angle shot. So, the close shots when the actors are up on the dinosaurs are not all of them but a lot of them are animatronics they stopped halfway through making the animatronics because of the fact that they were able to make them cgi Mm -hmm. but before they knew they were going to make them cgi they were making physical animatronics for the close shots and for the wide shots they were going to do stop motion Phil Tippett was going to do a stop motion, but the problem with stop motion is it doesn't have motion blur. You know when you punch somebody in the face how it, like, blurs? Yeah. On camera or when someone's moving quickly? Stop motion doesn't have that blur. So they were all set to reinvent and reinvigorate stop motion and make um, make it so that it has more blur. But then this guy called Steven Spaz Williams, He told he said, I can do it in the computer. They told him, no, you can't. But he did it in the computer. But Phil, right, who was our stop motion, amazing leader in the industry, he also worked on two other things that became theme park rides. One of them that we mentioned earlier. Two of them that we mentioned earlier, actually. Can you guess what he may have worked on that we mentioned already? That's a ride in the theme park oh man um it's like she literally just mentioned this rudy (laughs) oh shoot wait just tell me so he worked on indiana jones oh okay all right and he's one of the people who worked on the original star wars trilogy oh okay you know what i can definitely see it
0: now with indiana jones just because of Everything that's going on inside it. Like for those of you that have that have experienced the ride, I can see it now. I can totally see it now.
1: So it's so cool how during this particular time the movies were huge blockbusters and they either turned into theme parks or were from theme parks. Right? The fact that Jurassic Park is a book about a theme park that got turned into a movie about a theme park that got turned into a ride. In Not a, a theme park. park. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: Life imitating art, isn't it?
1: Yeah, life imitating art, art imitating life. So mm-hmm. much fun. Then to the score, the sound, right, right. Of, <laughs> of Jurassic Park. It was scored by the great John Williams.
0: Round of applause for that man. Good for him.
1: All right, John Williams, who we know has done amazing things. But you hear his music, because so many of these movies became rides, you see, you hear his music in theme parks. So when you go to Jurassic Park and you go to ride the ride, to get on the ride, it's his score that's playing. He also did one of your favorite summer movies. He did the, the score for
0: it. Uh, well, recently he did Indiana Jones. Is that what you mean? or No,
1: your favorite.
0: I'm trying to think. My favorite so far for summer?
1: Um... Yeah. The movie you watch every year to get you ready for the summer. Oh, that's
0: right. Thank you for the
1: reminder. Jaws, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, and Jaws had, what did you say? Jaws had a ride in Universal as well. That's right. He's there.
0: <laughs> Hi, Bruce. <laughs> See
1: how we can do that? And mm-hmm. he also did the music for another like iconic film that's really old that still has a ride in universal i don't know if they have it by you guys but they still have it over in florida with a famous alien you know you can't get this one
0: Mm, no again our park is so tiny compared to your guys (laughs)
1: wait is it et though it's ET. I knew
0: you could uh, get it. Okay, so we did used to have this, but it closed like a long, long, long time ago. I think I was like a munchkin when this one closed down. I think I could be wrong. I've never been on this one. No, my parents have told me stories about um, the park. Yeah, it's and, yeah.
1: fun. It is fun, uh, especially if you've watched the movie. Uh, it's it's really good. So you see, all of these things that kind of come back to theme parks. And so, one more thing about, you know, John Williams again. He did the score for a, a lot of the Harry Potter movies. And yes, Harry he Potter did. Has an entire land. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Back to more theme parks. I mean, I'm on a roll, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am on a roll. And then we can go back to Jurassic Park. One more fun thing. When they were trying to design those iconic doors for Jurassic Park, the actual set designer wanted to design the doors to look like the opening of Disneyland. How you walk into Disneyland and it has all of those things in the front, like kind of how you drive in. Oh, okay. So he wanted to do it like Disneyland. So just loop that back. But Steven Spielberg said no. He wanted them to look like the doors from the King Kong movie, the original King Kong movie. And that's why we don't have Disneyland in the Jurassic Park movie because Steven Spielberg said, no, 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 King Kong. Because as we know, he wanted the robots to be like King Kong. From Universal Studios. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm loving this. I'm doing really good.
0: Like, yes, you are, Tasha. Keep it going. Let's go. I'm doing
1: really good. So, those are just a few fun things of why I feel like Jurassic Park being a book about a park that got turned into a movie about a park that got turned into a ride in a park is the reason why Jurassic Park changed the game. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I agree. No complaints about the book. No complaints about the movie. No complaints about the ride. I want to experience the new, what's it called? The Velociraptor ride at Florida. Yeah. I would love to check it out. I love roller coasters. I want to go.
1: Yep, they've got that new Velociraptor ride. Sign us a check,
0: Universal Studios. Come on. (laughs) Yeah,
1: send me there so I can get on that and then complain about my back hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm going to complain, but I'm getting on the ride anyway. (laughs) So you guys had Jurassic Park, uh, the actual ride. It's a water-based ride. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It hit your park June 21st, 1996. And then you guys closed it in 2018 to change it to Jurassic World.
0: Yes, we did. Can I be honest with you, Tasha?
1: Do you hate it? Hate it? No.
0: I just feel like uh, I'm not going to knock the hard work that the people, you know, that, you know, redid, not redid the right, but just updated it. That's the best way to put it. Updated the right. Certain things were kept the same. And some of the new things added were impressive. Like, I love the ending. They added the Indominus Rex. Mm -hmm. They they added Blue from, uh, you know, the New World franchise. Mm -hmm. So that is nice. Um, It's just that in the beginning of the the old version of the Jurassic Park ride, you're in the Dino Lagoon, and you're, like, immersed with all of these different peaceful dinosaurs. And I feel like most of that was cut out to add to this, like, giant water virtual thing going on mm-hmm. on the screen you're like oh man like i miss the dino lagoon there was something beautiful and peaceful and they would play the iconic theme song and and they w- it was kind of like welcome to jurassic park and then the theme song would start playing and i missed that feel
1: good that song yeah feel, i know it's part of the movie but it makes you feel very much like i'm in a theme park mm-hmm. and i enjoyed that but they still have Let's see. The original one in Islands of Adventure in Florida is still open. That one opened in ninety nine, and then there's one in um, Universal Japan that would open in two thousand one. I don't couldn't find if there was anything really like different about the rides themselves. Mm, okay, from place to place. Uh, I mean, there are some things that are different, but I don't think it was anything that was huge from what I was reading,
0: but. I just Wait, random know. question. Do you know if the other parks have the Disney disc <laughs> in their rides? I don't know. Okay. Don't know. What's the Disney disc? you know disc? what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. So, <laughs> ever since I was a kid, I, I, anyone can, te- I can tell you this, too, for anyone that's been on the ride in um, Hollywood. But, so, while you're on the ride, and they still have this, by the way, with the new updated Jurassic World version, but, so... When you're on the ride and things start getting crazy with the Raptors, right, you will see a Mickey Mouse hat, like the old school Mickey Mouse hats from Disneyland mm-hmm. that they still sell. But you will see it just like casually floating in the water. And I'm like, huh, what are you trying to say, Universal, like, <laughs> they still have it after all these years. So I don't know why. As a fan, it's like, oh, my gosh. But as a fan, I'm like, oh, there's That's beef. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's really fun. Yeah. I don't remember the original ride. I know I've been on it, the one in Florida. But the one that I've been on most recently was, I think, like, maybe 2019. I came over to you guys, Coast. Uh, was it 2019? Actually, maybe not. Maybe, tw- I don't know. I was with Craig and we went to go no it was definitely like 2021 uh we went to go to your park and we went to go on that ride and Kathy was coming on the ride with us she was in the line in the queue and then when she got in the front she was like bye guys and left <laughs> And I said, Kathy, why don't you want to come on? She said, I don't want my shoes to get wet. And I was like, you know That's what? a
0: valid reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: said, you know what? You got it, girl. But
0: The thing with that ride, even the new updated version, it's hit or miss with the water. You generally don't know if you're going to get wet. So depending on where you sit, but you, you don't have control of that either. Nope. Besides, my friends or family and I, we always lie and say that we're single riders. And sometimes we sit next to each other. Sometimes we don't. So... It's funny. We're praying to God during that drop. We're like, please don't get me wet. So, don't get, yeah.
1: wet, don't get wet. Yep. Uh-huh. So fun. it's 50-50. You never know. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it was yeah. a fun ride and it's way more fun than the actual Jurassic Park because people died there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's not forget that.
1: People died there. But yeah, I thought yeah. that that was a fun, I don't know, kind of like way to look at Jurassic Park to see how this book about theme parks that turned into a movie about theme parks that became the ride about theme parks had other like, connections to theme parks. Thank you very much, guys. I think I did great.
0: (laughs) Round of applause for Miss Tasha. Give her all the flowers in the world.
1: Bravo. Encore. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And with that, (laughs) I'm actually going to bring our episode to a close. I want to thank you guys for listening. Please make sure you hit us up on the socials. Answer the question. Uh, Leave a voicemail. You know, talk to us. Come with us. We really like doing this. And we like hearing from you guys. So, again, just want to thank you for spending time with us. You know how we feel about time. If time was money, we could not get it back. So, thank you for spending your time here with us. Anything else for today, Rudy?
0: That's it. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and stay tuned for more.
1: Stay tuned, guys. Bye.